Hello and welcome to the Still Space Podcast. I'm your host, Executive Coach Mary Lee Gannon, where my guests and I share fun and simple strategies to manage yourself so that you can show up the way you want in work relationships in life and not default to past behaviors that leave you disappointed. The Still Space is where you learn to take an intentional moment to challenge habitual assumptions that hold you back with enlightened truths that boost your genius. We transform drama, resentment, doubt, unmet expectations, and self-sabotage to executive presence, self-control, deep sleep, healthy choices, and more connection with people who matter while it still matters. It's time. I invite you to subscribe to this podcast and get any of my free publications at my website, maryleegannon.com, where you can also learn more about working with me. Hi there, friend, and welcome to episode 53 of the Still Space Podcast, Continuity, How to Stick with It. Continuity is difficult, really difficult, and vital. But let's first talk a little bit about why it's hard and how it shows up. Think of every New Year's Eve. Don't we set resolutions? And those are big resolutions like, I'm going to lose 10 pounds. I'm going to start a business this year. I'm going to get a promotion. I'm going to get a better job. I'm going to take my family on a really nice vacation. And then two, three weeks into the year, we're not seeing any changes show up and we're wondering, well, maybe that was too big of a goal. Maybe I shouldn't have set that resolution and I'll maybe just sort of dummy down that a little bit. Now, maybe we can just uh, go over to our uncle's cabin again this year for vacation and I don't really need to lose 10 pounds. Maybe I'll just lose a couple of pounds because I really like that candy I keep in my desk. And so you can see how in theory, conceptually, we set these really great goals and they're not tied to a vision or a plan. And it's like getting on a boat in an inlet with one oar. You can't really paddle your way out into the big blue sea when you only have one oar. You keep going in circles, circling the inlet because you're not really prepared. You don't have the tools necessary to get out of the inlet and you don't even have a map of where you're going when you get out there. So subliminally, you sort of play small because there's too much risk involved. Continuity starts with your dedication to practice. How do people become successful athletes? They dedicate themselves to practicing and those who practice more and harder generally go farther. We know this intellectually. Why don't we want to stick with the practice? Well, lots of reasons. We don't believe, note the word believe, we don't believe that the change will actually occur. Subliminally, we don't believe investing in ourselves because we don't believe that we will achieve this or that we're worth it. And 
We also don't believe sometimes that we have the ability to overcome the doubt that's going to surely creep in along the way. So why even start? Because I don't want to feel defeated when once again, I can't come through with this. So it's not even worth my effort. All of this is fiction that we tell ourselves because we can't find a way to overcome it. And that's why this podcast is called The Still Space, because in order to create change in our lives, we have to be able to find the quietness of our own minds by settling all of the chaos and all of the fiction that swirls around in there, allow it to settle down like snow in a snow globe, to allow for meaning to emerge. So what does that look like? Okay, so I look at my mindful daily practices. When I dedicate time to mindful daily routines, I'm prioritizing myself. And I notice that when I'm irritable or I can't see clearly what I need to do to figure out a situation or things aren't working, either in uh, communications with people that I care about, work with, etc., or uh, in more personal life, like friendships and uh, people that I work with on interests that I am involved in. When I see that happening, I'm saying to myself automatically, am I prioritizing finding that still space every day and seeking clarity. And I know that I'm not. Categorically, when I'm out of alignment, I've gotten away from my mindful daily routines, which means I've gotten away from prioritizing myself. It's not a chore to do the things that are going to ground you. It may not be fun. I don't particularly like exercising. I've never liked exercising and I've been doing it for 30 years. I still don't like it. I'm not ever expecting that I will like it, but I do it. And when I prioritize myself, I take better care of everything else around me the people I love, my team, my friends, my dog, my garden, my work, my weight, my skin, my closets. My closets, not so much. But I'm working on it. No, I'm really not. <laughs> That's not a priority. Anyway, I track my routines, my daily goals, gratitude, what I'm noticing, my intention on a daily basis. It takes two minutes. People who work with me get a book to track this. It's a week at a glance at one page, and they write down their daily intention, their routines, their goals for the day, what they're noticing, what they're grateful for, what they're feeling. This is building our self-awareness. And when we do things like this, and for you, those routines might be prayer, they might be meditation, they might be taking your dog for a walk and allowing yourself to notice what's around you, not regurgitating conversations that have brought you stress or situations that bring you stress, noticing others, watching 
people go to work in the morning, watching your feet walk along the earth and realizing how grateful you are to be able to take one step after another. That's a mindful walk. It might seem mundane to do these things, but it pays off exponentially when you need it. So what does that look like? So you're in a meeting and somebody says something that you feel threatened by and you know because you've done these routines that keep you grounded, that teach you how to be more aware of your thoughts, that make you more aware of your thoughts and the emotions that follow those thoughts and the actions that follow those emotions. Because you've practiced this regularly, you can see yourself wanting to reach out and grab him by the throat, but you're not going to do that. You're not also going to do something that's going to embarrass yourself, like say something reactively before you think. So here is this person, and this person has said something to you, and you're able to see that you might be getting a little upset. You notice that upsetness. You take a deep breath. Find that still space, exhale out anything that doesn't belong, including your, might be anger, resentment, feelings of being threatened. And then you get curious and you say something like this. It could have gone two ways, right? You could have said, well, that's not true, blah, 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 and defended yourself and now you're in a cat fight. Or you could have said, I'm, I'm not sure that I understand. Can you help me understand what you mean by that. Are you saying this? Tell me what led to that conclusion. Are you asking me or are you making a statement? You know, these types of things are ways to communicate with somebody when you're maybe making an assumption, but you're giving them every breath possible to find their own still space and find clarity. So again, we practice mindfulness, whether it's meditation, mindful walks, reading something uh, that grounds you every day, meditation, etc. We do these things so that when we find ourselves in situations where we are triggered to a default behavior that doesn't serve us, that could be lashing out, withdrawing, whatever it is, freezing in place, we can take a deep breath, exhale what doesn't belong, and decide what we want to do. Rather than defaulting to the typical behavior that we're used to, that we end up saying to ourselves later, I wish I hadn't done that, or I wish I had spoken up at that meeting. Now we have a little bit of forgiveness for ourselves. We give ourselves a little bit of space to accept ourselves completely in that moment and be, use curiosity, always use curiosity, become curious, which opens the door to more connectivity, more communication, more productivity. So yes, I think it's kind of mundane to do 25 minutes of yoga and free weights every morning, admittedly. It's a little boring, actually, it's a lot boring. And like I said, I can't say that I love doing it or even like doing it. However, here is what I do love. I love the way I feel. I love the way I can control myself in any situation. I love the way I look. I love the way I care about what I eat. 
I love the way I care about people close to me and demonstrate that on a regular basis with continuity. The same way I have continuity in what I choose to eat and the way I feel. I have continuity in the way I show up for my goals with an I will figure this out and make it happen attitude where years and years ago I was more in the why is this always happening to me mode. This isn't going to work out. I can't believe this is the way it is. I feel such despair. I love when I'm stressed. I usually notice that I've gotten away from how I practice my self-care practices. And it's funny how when I get back to the routine, that pent-up anxiousness starts to escape. Like air from a balloon, I feel lighter. I think more clearly. The sandstorm of doubt fades into the background of discovery. I'm more at ease. Ease is very underrated. So when we go back to thinking about resolutions, because this is where we're most likely to take on goals that are never going to happen because we haven't set ourselves up to be successful at achieving the things that we want. We've sort of floated them out there like that boat with one oar because everybody else is doing it. And this is why people don't like New Year's Eve because they know two weeks after New Year's Eve they're going to be in the same place. So when it comes to continuity, what I might suggest that you take on is a commitment to self, a commitment to your own self-care. What does that mean? Maybe that's where you take a minute and a pen and paper, or you sit down in front of a Word document. But I really like the visceral exercise of a pen to paper and make a list things I'd like to get back to. That's in one column. What are those things? Eating healthy, losing five pounds, walking on a daily basis, packing my lunch for the whole week, meeting with my team just to do stay interviews every month. Whatever those things are, these are things that you want to do which are obviously going to require continuity. And then in the next column next to each one of these, how do I feel when I've done this? So how do I feel when I've lost five pounds? Lighter? How do I feel when I meet with my team and do stay interviews each month? Do I feel more informed? How do I feel when I take my dog for a walk, a longer walk, maybe two walks a day. I feel more connected to my doggy. Do I feel lighter because I'm more in shape? You know, whatever these feelings are, put them directly next to the goal that you want to achieve. And then next to that, what's one thing I can do, one thing, 
to remind myself to stay with this, okay? So if it's walking the dog, I'm going to leave the leash on the hook by the door every day. If it's packing uh, your lunches for the whole week ahead of time, I'm going to set aside Friday afternoon or Sunday morning or whatever time is appropriate for you to grocery shop just for packing lunches for the week for yourself at work as you might be packing lunches for children, you might be packing lunches for other people, your spouse, etc. But this is just for you. When am I going to grocery shop or how am I going to add that to the list or how am I going to order this? When am I going to order this from who? And on what day, at what time am I going to do this, right? Okay, so now you sort of have a matrix of intention and emotion and action. Okay, that's one part of the process. Continuity. Now let's think about what practice do you want to do every morning before you even pick up your phone please don't be picking up your phone is the first thing that you do when you wake up is that practice setting a daily intention and that's just a promise to yourself i will see myself as capable today i will ask more questions today those are intentions that helps you with continuity what other practice do you want to do? Do you want to maybe just do an intention in the morning and at the end of the day, list what you're grateful for? We are talking no more than two minutes on a total of both of these activities. But to keep the continuity, what are you going to write these down in? Get a really cute little notebook, little journal, something that you really love that is really exciting to you, colorful, fun, maybe very regal. And I know you're sitting there saying, oh no, I won't stick with this. Really? Mm -hmm. You want continuity in your life? You want to achieve those things that are on that matrix? How's it working for you now where you're not doing these things, right? So give it a try. Trust me, give it a try. I'm going to set a daily intention. And today it might be, for me, a good one would be, I will eat no candy today. Seeing as that is already not going to occur because I've already had candy today, now would not be a time to set that as my intention. But in other words, you see, you understand where I'm going with this. Set a daily intention. My intention today was to record three podcasts. Okay. This is the third one. I will have accomplished that. But I set that intention in the morning. And that's why it's going to be done, right? I don't like to go back to my list where I set my intention and have to evaluate how I did on it and not feel good about that. So you write down a daily intention at the beginning of the day. And then at the end of the day, what you're grateful for. And as you're sitting there looking at your intention in the morning, you're realizing whether you did it or not. We have to write things down and they're right there at our fingertips, right there next to us on the bed nightstand. We have more reflection and more self-awareness. So we talked about a lot of things here. Where are you going to find that cute, fun, inspiring notebook that you're going to keep these in? Little journal? And do you have that matrix with those three columns of things next to it on 
the continuity of what you want, the emotion that follows when you get there, and the first thing that you're going to do to actually put that in motion. You have that, and then you have the reflection of intention and gratitude. You're on your way. I'm excited for you. Okay, leader. Many of you have reached out and asked me what it's like to work with me in my Mindful Leader Satisfied Life Circle. So I'm going to give you a very brief overview of exactly what you get in working with me for that six-month program. You get transformation. You get walking into any room, any situation, knowing you belong, having control, having people come to you. But on a tangible basis, what does that look like? It starts with seven one-on-one laser-focused individual coaching sessions with me over six months, and then access to the six months of live weekly small group coaching calls. And because you know I only coach a handful of people, sometimes there are only two or three people on those calls. Sometimes it's only you and me. So that's like another weekly coaching session. And you get to get the perspective of other executive leaders who are in the same place that you are. Get six-month access to my Mindful Leader Satisfied Life time-saving assets, trainings, modules, and all kinds of workbooks that personalize this to you. The self-discovery is inspiring. Can't wait to get on to the next module and see how much more self-control you'll have over those negative thoughts that have been holding you back. There's a private online community where we can share daily questions, but the special bonus is you have 24-7 email access to me. I'm your coach on call. You want me to look at your resume? I'm happy to. Any of the exercises that you're having difficulty with, you don't have to wait to the call. You just reach out to me and I will get back to you within 24 work hours. You're having a problem at work with somebody? I'm your coach on call. There's a leadership intake analysis that I read on my own time so that I can get more background on you and not have to use up your sessions with me. And exclusive to this program, Flow on the Go Weekly Planner, where you can track your routines, track your gratitude, track what's changing, what's showing up for you. Well, what does this look like over the six months, Mary Lee? Okay, number one, that first month, you notice your patterns, your habits. You start noticing the patterns and habits of others. You have defined your signature strengths and your personal values, and you're applying those. And now you're starting to dream again. You have a vision for yourself, for your career and your life. You've stopped judging yourself and others. In month two, this is where I've taught you how to self-regulate with curiosity. You process difficult and stale emotions and release them. You replace your stuck story with how you're not whatever enough. And you are now creating a career plan with confidence, feeling worthy. You have self-control over negative thoughts, over your behavior. And months three to six, you are playing blue sky big. You are soaring here. You are self-empowered. You execute your career and life plan. You shine, apply for stretch roles if that's what you want. You have better relationships and control over your food intake, your sleep, your exercise, your self-care. You have compassion for yourself. And you know that person that you really dislike? You actually have compassion for them. So there is a link in the show notes, maryleegannon.com slash consultation. 
go ahead and apply. I will reach out. I'll set up a phone call with you. We can go over some of the details, but I'm interested in helping you be that mindful leader with a satisfied life. And there's no reason to wait because it happens quickly. I'm glad you were with me today. And I invite you to subscribe to this podcast and get any of my free publications at my website, maryleegannon.com where you can also learn more about working with me.